I would say first 10 years of my entrepreneurial career were very, very hard. There were a lot of dark days. I think I experienced bankruptcy thrice in that period. So there, I was at my peak when I was 20. I was making a salary of almost, I think, $40,000, $45,000 a year. And from there, I was not even making 10,000 rupees or $200 a month. Hey everybody, what's good? Welcome back to the Next Move podcast. And if this is your first time on the show, we're a podcast that shares the strategies, stories, and tools behind people who are making an impact in their field. And today I have Yatin Thakur with me, who has been an entrepreneur since he was 16 years old. And he has been a serial entrepreneur since. And his most recent startup was Coworkin, which is a co-working space that housed the likes of Ritesh Agarwal, the founder of Oyo Rooms, and the founders of Urban Clap. So it's fair to say that he's done a pretty good job. And today we're gonna get into the journey of entrepreneurship, the highs and lows, and the depressing dark times that come with it. But we're also gonna talk about a topic that I really love, of vacationing. Do you really need to work 16 hours a day to have a highly effective business? Or is that actually counterintuitive? Can you actually work six hours and be more productive and more efficient for your business by working like that? And that's an idea that I love to explore. And that's an idea and a way of living that Yatin lives like, and he's doing very well with it. So I'm super excited to get into that topic. Before we do that, I want to bring in Yatin. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Arman, for having me on the show. It's my honor and pleasure to be with you. To give context to the conversation, like I was saying earlier, you started several businesses and you started very young. Could you just walk us through a few of the businesses that you started and uh, you know some of the highs and maybe some of the lows that came along with it? My journey started at, at 16, as you mentioned. Uh, I was still a high school kid. I was in uh, grade 11 and I started my first venture. One thing which bothered me a lot was uh, my academic performance. I was not the bright kid. I knew I wouldn't get into the IITs or the top uh, B schools of the country. And I, I was very clear that I wanted to be my own boss. So I, saw, uh, I thought since I'm not getting into any of these colleges and I want to be my own boss, do I really need to go through the grind to find a job first when the end goal is entrepreneurship? So that inspired me to get started. I started in the year 2003, which were the early days of uh, digital digital economy in India. We were just starting up. Telecom revolution was happening. We were just uh, moving from traditional phones into the smartphone era. Uh, this was pre-Apple and Android world. This was like when Nokia phones were becoming smarter. Sony Ericsson was uh, building better phones. Moto Razor was a rage. And then slowly, Blackberries were coming in. So at that point of time, I thought this device is going to go a long way with us. This is something which stays with us. And this is something which is our best friend. So whatever we do on this device is going to help us out. And I started selling entertainment content on cell phone devices uh, as my first business back in 2003, 2004. I ran that business for about four years, uh, saw it peak and then eventually it crashed and that's where I first experienced my 
trash as a business because there were too many people entering in. There was no barrier to entry. There was no specialization. Anyone could get into it. I learned uh, from my mistakes what I did, uh, faced my first crash, and that's when I realized it's very important for you to keep innovating, keep being ahead of the curve. Technology moves too fast. If you want to move with it, you also need to keep up with the pace. So you've got to do something up to date. And that inspired me to start multiple ventures. So from media, entertainment, tech, education, skill development, rural technology, agriculture, pretty much got into a lot of uh, sectors. And uh, in the year 2012, I got involved in supporting other fellow entrepreneurs with their entrepreneurial journey. And I want to get into this idea of, of always thinking about the future, right? Because you mentioned that, and I've heard you talk about that on other podcasts as well. And I think that's really important for people to consider when they're starting businesses. But I want to talk to ask you about a specific question about the lows of entrepreneurship. Was there any dark period or really low period in your time, especially, you know, you would have been around 18 when you had to close down the first business. What was that like? And how did you get through it? Or were you just so young that you were like, okay, that's fine. I'm on to the next one. So uh, that's a very nice question. Today, it's been 17 years as we speak, 17 and a half years to be precise since the time I started working. I would say first 10 years of my entrepreneurial career were very, very hard. There were a lot of dark days. I think I experienced bankruptcy thrice in that period. So there, I was at my peak when I was 20. I was making a salary of almost, I think, $40,000, $45,000 a year. And from there, I was not even making 10,000 rupees or $200 a month. Right. So I was, uh, so I've seen that uh, graph. So I've seen the crash. So when you are making $40,000, you are the king at the age of 20, right? Because that's shitloads of money. Whatever you can think of at that point of time is available to you, right? Today, uh, today luxury uh, is much more exposed. But back then, whatever I wanted, I could just walk into a mall, swipe my card, and I was done. However, I realized uh, it's not easy to sustain the journey. It's very easy to build a lifestyle, but it's five times more difficult to sustain that lifestyle. And that's where I think those were my hard days where I realized, no, whatever I'm going to do, I got to be connected to the roots. I got to make sure that my ventures are sustainable. I got to make sure that I take baby steps. I don't like jump. I don't jump the queue too much or I don't skip the ladder. I, don't, I should like uh, skip 20 steps and try to be on the top. You know, like uh, it's it's okay. You'll get an opportunity to skip a few steps, right? Because uh, as you get more experienced, you will you will get those opportunities and windows to go ahead. But don't try to run without knowing your basics. And your basics lie in your business models, in your business plans, in your revenue models. If you don't have that, nothing is gonna work. And that's where I think the first and the key thing, which is super important for any entrepreneur is to have the right set of customers. And second thing an entrepreneur needs to have is their own brand and loyalty. So a lot of times my ventures didn't work, but there are still people who met me 17 years back and continue to work with me. 
it's it's a lonely journey it's a long journey in between there are you would have those dark spots don't be scared of them there would be bumpy rides don't be scared of them let them come your way experience those bumps experience the darkness because that makes you more stronger it makes you more humble more grounded and it it lets you uh it it makes you realize your reality right and today i think what we are passing through uh, in this pandemic phase is exactly that same phase we all are in our low phase but how do you get out of this phase is what we all need to learn so dude i i that's amazing honestly and i i want to get into uh exactly what you just said how, how do you come out of a dark period right because like you said there's a lot of people going through tough times right now you know maybe their business is down or they were let go of from a company and whatever it's just a tough time for a lot of people what were some things that you used when you were at a low point when you went from 45000 to 10000 rupees what were some things that you used to motivate yourself or or push yourself forward so there were a few things when i when i crashed i realized mm-hmm. i was only 23 years old i said hey uh, the people who are messing with me are double my age okay they have their own insecurities they they were super confident about the skills which they possessed but i was like clear my adaptation to technology and my acceptance to new things was much higher so my adaptability was at a much higher level i was open to new things i was open to new challenges i was open to new information and i could register it well today at 33 if you ask me i have slowed down right can i register things the same way no am i ahead of the curve curve probably not and i knew that i could see that coming right but at 23 or at 22 i was ahead i was much ahead of time right so you should have the ability to keep learning and keep knowing what's the future don't be scared of that when you have crashed so many times you are not scared of another crash in fact you kind of start enjoying it you know the soul uh thrill of falling down is something very different because you know you are strong enough to get back on your feet um i i just want to ask one question about focus and i'm kind of skipping ahead in what my thought process is was but since you're a serial entrepreneur and you've started so many businesses i want to talk about the idea of how long do you give yourself with a new venture right so for example when you were starting coworking did you have a time frame in your mind where you were saying look if this is not working by 2 years i'm out or did you say 10 years or did you not even have that thing in your mind at all like how long do you dedicate to something before you move on to the next that's a very very good question arman um so i'll tell you when i first started my ventures i thought that i'm going to run it lifelong right when i started visiting other places when i started uh, talking to people my friends in silicon valley they would always talk about an exit strategy right they would always talk about my next journey right i never understood it back then i was like everything is going good why do we need to exit for you as an individual everything has a shelf life and shelf life is dependent on your mental state of mind what stage are you at and what age are you at things will change at the age of 20 40000 dollars was shitloads of money 
at the age of 30, $40,000 is nothing, right? But at the age of 20, I had the ability to make probably $2 million. But at the age of 30, I may not even have the ability to make half a million dollars. Be open to that, right? So you got to figure out how do you optimize your time and how do you make it more efficient? Today, my time is expensive. At 20, my time was worth probably $3,000 a year, but I was getting paid $3,000 a month for it, right? Today, my daily time is worth $1,000 to $2,000, right? But can I make that kind of money? Maybe, maybe not. So that's where, as an entrepreneur, it's very important for you to prioritize your time and your goals. Where do you want to be? At what age? It's okay to have those targets. And based on those targets, you've got to define tangible numbers. At the age of 30, and it can be anything, at the age of 30, I want to own five businesses, maybe. At the age of 30, I should be making half a million dollars. At the age of 30, I should be married. At the age of 30, I should be I should have traveled to at least 30 countries. You know, like, you know, like it can be anything. So it, it depends on what target do you set for yourself. The more, uh, the better you optimize your time, the easier it would be to achieve your goals. When you start defining the time, you automatically are able to set goals for your businesses. But when you're starting something, remember, the first and the most critical thing to start a business is its validation. A lot of times we keep building a business and we scale it to another level without actually validating the basic problem. And that's where when you talk to a founder about the revenue plan, they go berserk, right? They, they haven't figured it out. So figure out what's your strategy and the problem which you're solving, is it even a viable problem and is it even required? Is anyone willing to pay for it? If so, it's good. If not, then chuck it. Uh, so as far as your question about defining a time for a venture is concerned, for me, when I got involved uh, with Startup Weekends, for us, validation time was two and a half days, right? Uh, with co-working, I have been in this business for nine years as we speak. I, uh, I took over the business in November of 2011. We are almost touching November of 2020. I never thought I'll be running it for this long, right? Even if I tried to exit it today, I, I don't have those opportunities. So figure out if you're solving the problem, the business will run. Coworking runs because it solves a key problem. And it solves a key problem at at a particular price, which is attractive to its customers, right? And they all have benefited in the last many years. So my customers don't want to get me out of market. My vendors, my partners want me to stay afloat and has, hence they all support the venture, right? And that's where the venture automatically becomes sustainable. Today, even if I get out of it, it would continue to run because it doesn't require me. For me, that validation happened probably uh, after four years of running this business because I was still trying to figure out what's the right business model. I wanna ask you about, you, you talked about how you value time. 
and how your time is more expensive now than it was when you were 20. How do you come to that? Um, you know, is there an equation that you've put together that's saying, this is how much I value my time? And how in general do you think about time in perspective, about your day, about your week, about your year? Uh, could you go into that a little bit? Very good question. I think that uh, that boils down to your personal finances and what do you want to do in life? Uh, at the age of 20, I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to make money. But uh, at the age of 33, I want to experience life. I want to experience things. So to experience things, to do what I feel like doing, and to ensure that uh, I'm efficient in whatever limited number of hours I have, I have to put a cost to everything, right? So at 20, I might be making $40,000. My cost of living was not even $5,000 a year. Right, so I would be saving thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars technically if I don't spend that money. Today, to sustain my lifestyle, I need about a million dollars. Right, so to make those million dollars or to make seven hundred thousand dollars, personally, I need to set up businesses in a manner where everything translates into that number. Right, so whatever I'm starting up. How much time am I giving to that? So let's say today, my productive time is only seven months a year, technically. Seven months mean about 210 days. Okay. Out of, so in 210 days, uh, let's say working days are only 150. Okay. Out of, in those 150 days, I have about six hours a day to work. That means I have about 9,000 hours, 9,000 productive hours to work on my business ideas. In these 9,000 hours, how much money should I be making? So if, it, if I can capitalize these 9,000 hours at $100 an hour, I make 900,000, right? So, uh, so that, that, puts a, that puts a price uh, to my time. Can businesses generate that kind of money mm -hmm. is, is a question. So today, whatever I would start, I would start with that timing in place and with that mindset in place. I, I love what you said for, for so many reasons. And one of them being, um, you said you work seven months out of the year. Uh, so what do you, how do you think about, you know, time off vacations? You said you work six hours a day, which I've been reading a lot about, you know, how you work smarter in a smaller amount of time, as opposed to stretching. I think in India, the, the thing is stretch 12 hours, 13 hours, 14 hours, That's right. half the time you're not really doing anything productive. Let's, let's get into that, you know, six hours and seven months. I really want to talk about that. So as we talk about uh, seven months a year, you know, like uh, practically, I realized that uh, I love traveling and uh, I cannot function uh, for too long. So for me, typically, I like to, like to keep my weekends as uh, easy as possible. And if I'm traveling, I try to, even if it's a work travel, I try to club it with some sort of uh, leisure time or off time. So if I put all of those things together, uh, I'm roughly spending 
five months out of work. It's only seven months of time which I get. And in those seven months, you do have your weekends as well, which means in those seven months, you technically have about 50 days, uh, Saturday and Sundays. So out of uh, almost 210 days, your 50 days are gone. The more number of things you do, the lesser number of time you have. You got to remember that as well. So when I was 18 or when I was 21, I had the ability to work 16 hours a day. But today, my productive time is not even six hours, right? So that's where whatever I have to do, I have to do in those six hours. There are things which I can't do because my body doesn't allow me to do. There are things where socially my uh, mind and time gets occupied. Hence, uh, the work time becomes very limited. So I have to make sure that my six hours in the day are super productive. I'm very interested. Are you, are you, do you think your six hours now is more productive than your 16 hours when you were younger? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. Today, what I'm able to do in one hour, I wouldn't be able to do it in five hours earlier. Right. Today, it's about my experience, my situations, my knowledge, my skill set my language and my documentation or my processes, whatever I have built, they are pretty much standard. So today, if I have to put together an Excel sheet in place, it doesn't take me more than 30 minutes to do that. But uh, if I was working on a business plan earlier, I would, I would spend like two days making a proper business plan. You know, I've been thinking a lot recently about this idea of, you know, productivity, you know, how many hours, really it takes to work in a day. And I've kind of come to the same conclusion that if you put in two high quality hours in a day, it's probably better than the eight to 10 hours that you put in, but you felt stressed or you were tired or, you know, you, you went, you didn't sleep much the night before just getting two hours after a good night's sleep, after exercise, after feeling good, like it's probably 10 times better. So really i'm really happy that you said that and i i I love this idea of vacations um too i want to get to that just one quick question what what time do you you do your six hours of work is it in the morning afternoon or in the evening it depends usually i try to do it between uh, 11 and uh, 4 p.m okay cool and so let's get into vacationing because that's that's a really fun one uh for us to think about after covid what do you do? You, you like to travel the world? You like to stay in and visit India? What's kind of your, your scene when you're off work? So I've, I've done about 33, 34 countries in about five years. So I've been a serial traveler as well. I was fortunate with the work which I was doing that allowed me to travel to these places because there was an impact which we were making on the planet and there were people who needed our help. And... Uh, over the years, I cracked, I hacked this whole model. I figured out, okay, if I'm traveling such a long distance, how many hopping flights can I take? And I would stop by and I would love to cover a country which, uh, which I would be flying over in a usual scenario. So that's how I managed to cover so many places. I love history. I love culture. I love politics, uh, which I know a lot of people don't like. But uh, 
I love it. And hence, uh, uh, that, has, uh, that has allowed me to understand about different cities, different countries, their geopolitical history, their geographic location, their relationship with their neighbors, and pretty much everything. And, and that also helps me uh, in uh, navigating many things uh, on the work front. So when we are dealing with countries, when we are dealing with people, when we are dealing with issues, when we are dealing with, when we are building trade relationships, all of these things play handy. You know, I'm so happy to hear about this because I literally, uh, and it's, it's true from a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are doing stuff and you see on social media, it's all 16 hours a day, work harder, work harder, work harder. There's no time to vacation, especially when you're young. And I think that's, I, I don't want to live my life like that. And I know a lot of people don't. So it's, it's great to know that. Yeah. So one message which I can give to every entrepreneur over here is that guys go and travel right now, because trust me at 30, you can't travel. You can't take those 14 hour long flights, but mm. at 2025, you can do it by easily, right? Your needs increase. So when I was, when I was young, I was okay to travel. Uh, on a cramped seat and not get tired. Today, if I have to take a long flight, it's a big commitment from my side and I would think twice before flying such a long distance. So travel now. I mean, after COVID, but yeah, travel. Absolutely. <laughs> travel now. Uh, that, that's, that's so awesome. And I think I kind of want to come to the conclusion of the interview with a few quick fire questions. One thing that's been on my mind and a lot of people's minds since a social dilemma came out is social media usage. So I want to ask you, how often do you use social media in a day? Uh, it varies. Is it a part of my life? Not really. Mm -hmm. Am I obsessed with it? No. I use it for work. I use it to get information, but I don't get influenced by it. Don't go by your number of followers, go by the kind of impact you have made. Don't go by the followers, build real relationships. Those are the kind of relationships which you want in your life, not just uh, a fan following, which will just watch your story, feel really happy about it, and then vanish the next minute. Right, that's, that's a great point. Uh, so I want to ask you another question. I ask everybody who comes on the show this, are there any routines, habits, or anything that you do in a day that has to happen for you to feel like you had a great day? Well, I try to work out in the morning, uh, whether it's uh, workout, meditation, yoga, whatever it is, like morning, uh, two hours is my own time. Similarly, uh, evening, uh, in the nighttime, uh, my two hours before bedtime are my time again. So. So spend as much time with yourself as possible. Don't make yourself so busy that you start getting disconnected with yourself. Entertainment is very important. Socializing is very important. Make sure you are doing that. Right. Make sure you are meeting people. Make sure you are talking to them. Make sure, make sure that you are entertaining yourself. Don't get into a monotonous routine. I love reading. I also love writing. So I do that whenever I can. You know, it's funny. A lot of people who've come on the show say the exact same thing. Two hours in the morning is something that they need. And I agree with you. For me, two hours in the evening, I also need to just wind down. 
Yatin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this one. It was a pleasure. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Next Move podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to leave a subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment and a question for Yatin. If you have anything, I will forward it over to him. And if he has the time, he will get back to you. And yeah, again, thanks everybody. See you guys in the next one.